big three shoulder. hours. Did you? Did you go three hours? Did you oh, travel yeah. your way through? Three hours. I, was, uh, I, I masturbated for three hours last weekend. <laughs> what a sex-positive way to introduce us to the show. Hi, we're KinkCast. I'm Tommy, and uh, going from last week, I'm still a beautiful flower wandering through the forest of life. Sunshine. Oh, that's a nasty cough. Who are you? I'm Dana. How's it going? It's good. Are you a lovely flower? I terrible. But I'm well, he, making my way. Of course, it's terrible. Flowers can't move. <laughs> this is last. Still week. can't move. But they do. I'm have... sure they're still happy. Yeah, yeah. Technically, the Earth is always moving. Have you ever seen the movie Tremors? I thought you were going to say gravity. <laughs> I was almost said graboids actually, because graboids is the actual name of the Tremors. Tremors is just what comes okay. off of graboids. Oh, wow. I'm Chris. <laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> and uh, I am still not a flower. I'm still, <laughs> truffle, still a truffle pig. pig. Truffle pig, yep. <laughs> I'm Sarah, and I'm still sleepy. Little baby Sarah, mm. my little baby bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is today's topic, little baby bird? Today's topic, well, don't we have a guest that we should introduce first? Oh, no, she's a silent observer. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Say nothing. I no thought one. that was a reason we did a mic <laughs> test. No, I did a mic test because eventually she's going to be right, acknowledged. Well, uh, never mind. We don't have a guest here. That was a joke. No, no, she can say hi. <laughs> Hello. Noe wants to start her own podcast, so she's uh, she's uh, she's in the. She's uh, interning. She's yeah. interning. Yeah, for I get one to get day. Coffee. She's a temp. I see. Yeah. I see, I see. And I don't see any pink sprinkle donuts, and I clearly said <laughs> sprinkle donuts. I thought you wanted the ones without the sprinkles, and the sto- they were all sold out. Well, it's very confusing. Sprinkles. <laughs> Tommy says the opposite of the words he means. It's sometimes. because I stopped <laughs> off and I had a little to drink, Chris. Noe brings pink sprinkles everywhere she goes. She's the prink, pink pockets? sprinkles of life. Yeah, like, if you, if you like, at any given time, like, on her person, she has, like, pink confetti glitter. Oh, I thought you meant, like, more like a, an ethereal, emotional Yeah, way. that's what I, also, that's that, what I assume, yeah, too. the aura around her Yeah, I didn't right take now. it as literal. Like, like yeah. her aura is a Simpsons donut with the sprinkles yeah. and everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I get exactly. You have a very nice smile. It's, it's very good. Oh, well, does it look like sprinkles? Give it a big, give, give a big sprinkle smile for the audience at home. There you go. <laughs> oh, I can hear that. I think we need to test the audio for that again. (laughs) We're glad to have you here. Okay. Yeah, now I'm on the spot. Somebody else talk about it. You're not on the spot at all. (laughs) Our topic today is going to be specifically within the realm of BDSM, speaking about bondage, but in even more particular, uh, specifically chastity and the practice of chastity play. Uh, now, which is going to be really awesome. My awesome. Wikipedia search yielded the result that chastity comes from Latin to mean abstaining from extramarital sexual activity. So, are we doing an entire episode on abstinence? No. Or has that word well, taken yeah. on a new meaning? I mean, yeah. Abstinence. Abstaining. It's in a sense, but it's absolutely not within the realms of marriage. Yeah. Like, not abstaining from, from anything, you know, in the... Okay. I should be more specific. Um, this, this is kind of like behavior that can happen. Okay. It's been redefined. Let's say that. Chastity that has, has a new meaning. It has. There a new you meaning. go. Yeah. I think, uh, the chastity that we're talking about is Different. like chastity or it's, it's with, I'm saying chastity play. Yeah. Withdrawing, withdrawing from like right. sex, but it's within someone else's control. Yeah. And it's within a kink kind of Where, fetish kind of. Yeah. Abstinence yeah. is more like about self-control. Right. It's entirely different. I was just making a joke about the origin of this word from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. which talks about if you Google chastity, your first few results are about the idea of abstinence. It's just a synonym for that mm-hmm. from several religions. And sure. if you read old texts, all the old texts say abstinence, chastity, the words are interchangeable. Yeah. We're talking about a, a subset of bondage, which is called chastity. Mm-hmm. But before that, I had today's preamble, which is this is our first episode on BDSM. Uh, while the autoerotic asphyxiation episode did have some uh, breath play elements in it, this is our first formal episode on BDSM. And I'd like to open that by saying I was trying to think of it on my walk over here. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what BDSM stands for. My guess is bondage. Domination. S- domination sadomasochism. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. I thought sadomasochism was like a mean word, but it's like simulated sadomasochism. Well, it depends because there are sadists and there are masochists. Like it's kind of a, and there are sadomasochists. So it's like a mixed bag, depending on if you like to deliver pain 
and you get pleasure out of giving someone else pain, or if you like to derive pleasure from the pain and you know, like that gives you It's like a pleasure. big like bag of jelly you. beans. You yeah. got a bunch of yeah. flavors of BDSM in there. <laughs> Absolutely. And you have to guess how many jelly beans there are in the bag. Uh, and the pain comes from agonizing because you're trying to make a guess. Is that what you're... Yeah. <laughs> what I'm yeah, really because into. you ate too many and I have oh, a stomach ache. That too. Um, uh, but but it, there's so much pleasure because they taste yeah. so good. I get whipped every single time that I'm incorrect on guessing the jelly bean. <laughs> what I really like to do is my partner ties me up in leather straps and then we play Bean Boozled. Which, is it wet garbage or is it watermelon? We'll have to find out. <laughs> but I thought we'd go one by one and say, uh, you don't have to go into personal experiences, but what is BDSM to you as an individual? And uh, Dana, you were ready to go, so you're you're going first. Am I? Okay. Um, uh, BDSM to me is something that obviously should be um, tried out with partners that you already feel very, you know, trusting. You trust them, and you're you're you know have established boundaries um, with them in advance and within the parameters that you set with them. Um, I think that it's 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 very fun to explore the kind of different things that you can do in terms of. Um, the kind of pleasures that people evoke out of different feelings, different tactile sensations, um, whether that's spanking, because that's a thing, whether that's um, anything else. What are you doing? I was trying to send a note to you to talk, say to talk about the SSC, because it sounds like what you're going for. Oh, yeah. Safe, uh, sane, and consensual. So, go. yeah, always. That's, that's yeah, that's right. We need to plug that SSC. Um, it's, it's super important to make sure that you establish those boundaries before you play with anybody and also do it safely, um, to be respectful and, and also ethical about, um, keeping everything nice and fun. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, BDSM is just the idea of surrendering control to someone that you trust, like within a controlled environment, obviously with parameters set, like you said, but um, I think, yeah, exploring um, exploring boundaries, things that are sometimes kind of taboo in a way that uh, takes the power away from you mm-hmm. and then simultaneously gives you power because of it, I guess. So you're specifically talking about, like, submissive kind of tendencies. Well, yeah, I mean, both. Yeah. Both sides. Like, yeah. Taking and then getting power from, like, getting someone. Yeah, because there's one side that's assuming that. power. Right, right, of course. Over the other. There's a lot of logistics and different explanations about, you know, the difference between a power, like, sorry, not a power, but, um, like a top and a bottom and a dominant and submissive and a master and a slave, like all of that stuff is for another, another kind of You mean a mistress. Mistress is a whole different thing as well. (laughs) Master, mistress, or slave. Um, um, there's, or a pet, like all of those things will be kind of addressed later on, but I feel like this is a good way to actually start introducing, um, the, the essence of what BDSM entails. Uh, I did not know we were going to ask this question, but uh, I think uh, BDSM is, like, today is widely used as just, like, a umbrella term for, like, alternative sex. Yeah. It's the most common kind of alternative sex, and obviously we've talked about other kinds of alternative sex, but uh, I believe that this is, like, the mainstream term for what that would be. Mm-hmm. Especially considering it's been popularized so much with a lot of, you know, new new fictions and things like that, especially movies like Fifty Shades of Grey. So it's kind of popularized and and propagated through the media. Like, oh, okay, this is, if you're going to, there's like vanilla sex and then there's BDSM. Right. I was going to say, there are probably lots of people who think that if you're talking about kink, you're talking about BDSM and that's as far as it goes. Just to like, to carry a metaphor, there's vanilla sex and chocolate sex is BDSM. Right. Because it's (laughs) the same thing. And then anything else is gross and perverse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Vanilla sex is like a glazed donut. BDSM is like a, a sprinkle, sprinkle donut. donut. Yeah. I would actually say BDSM is more of like a fritter. Donut. A fritter. No, no. Vanilla sex is a bagel. <laughs> Vanilla sex is a bagel. And then, With uh, nothing on it. Yeah. And then uh, BDSM is a glazed donut. Like for a lot of people, yeah, it, it is what kink is. It's the first alternative sexual lifestyle. And it's coming to a point where it's so normalized that it's it's the housewife boring alternative kink that no one bats an eye at anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a senator and it comes out that you are into some BDSM stuff, you might not like be disgraced and lose your entire career. If you're a senator and that girl from Sex and the City writes an op-ed about how you like to pee on people, that might be the ending of your career. 
Um, that's not really so much. Be- well, I guess maybe that is part of BDSM. It depends if it's shame based or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. BDSM is not something that I have any relationship with uh, whatsoever, but um, it's something that I've encountered in the past, and I-, I think the name of the game is control. I think whether we are victims of sexual abuse or whether we come from an entirely healthy sexual upbringing the idea of control or taking some control away or having control taken away from you it's very forbidden and we are naturally attracted to things that are forbidden fruit and so bdsm is exploring what you cannot do in a safe environment right because I mean, you are simulating torture. You are simulating being tortured. You are simulating Mad Max outfits. You are simulating wearing a belt that will hurt you if you get an erection. So um, it, it's all about going to the perverse side, much like you are doing research on serial killers because it's fun. Or you want to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie because a bunch of heads explode. It's exploring that in a kind of sexual nature right. of uh, the violent animalistic sides of ourselves. And as uh, I brought it up earlier, it's all about that SSC. It's exploring these sides of ourselves in a way that will not harm our psyche and will not end in the harm of ourselves or our partners. I did well for uh, being two drinks deep. Yeah, that was okay. very good. Thank good you. Job. That brings us to part one of today, which is what is chastity? What are the history, definitions, and its place today? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you did a little bit of research on the history. Do you want to go into that? Yeah. Also, um, tell us that really cool term you learned. What was the cool term that I learned? Do you remember? It was like the root of the word. Oh, chastity. it was like chases or something. Yeah. The words chaste and chastity stem from the Latin, ad- the, the Latin, mm-hmm. the Latin adjective castus, meaning pure. And yeah, it's more of the boring shit of how this word essentially means virginity or uh, abstinence. And so when the first kind of tall tales came out about this, there was the idea of going off on the Sarah, help me out here. What was it called when the dudes got on horses and they killed a bunch of people for Jesus in, like, the medieval times? The Crusades. The Crusades, thank you. Ten points to (laughs) Gryffindor. Um, (laughs) There was kind of a tall tale that they would put their wives in chastity belts. Right. But that didn't actually happen. And then once you get further into the Renaissance, the Renaissance, astronauts, you have um, poems about chastity belts. But I, I think the consensus is more or less that those are more poetic than true. Mm-hmm. They were not actually stuffing young women into these belts. Our, our first real chastity belts proper came about in the 1850s, but not to keep women true to their um, husbands. They came about as a form of stopping masturbation because there was the big masturbation panic that lasted from like 1850 to 1950. That's why Kellogg exists. That's why Kellogg's exist. That's a, that's a really great story that everyone right. should I read. I guess they didn't point. do the thing where they were like, Oh, well, every time you masturbate, a bunny dies or what was it? Is it a kitten? I don't know. I've never that's a thing before. that they tell people. I, I have someone I know who his favorite thing to do is tell people that bad things happen because they touch themselves. Oh, I thought you were going to say that kills rabbits. Okay, that's much better. <laughs> I'm getting worried. Brian why Cranston. Why dinosaurs dead? Yeah, why does you touch yourself at night? <laughs> oh, no. So the very first chastity belts were to discourage masturbation. And then uh, I did not go into the research of this, and this is a great topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Whatever the origins of BDSM were, Chastity was one of the first few things that came about. And a chastity belt proper is, of course, a, a device of some sort that does not allow sexual penetration. Right. Or that, in some cases, will hold sexual penetration of a, of a dildo or a butt plug and does not allow the access of another person. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, especially with male chastity, doesn't allow sexual arousal. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's the big one. Whenever looking up Google images of chastity, mm-hmm. I thought the majority of it would be like the, the panties for women that mm-hmm. keep men out. Yeah. The majority of the devices that I saw were this little lock device that forces a penis to stay flaccid. Yeah, I actually mm-hmm. found that uh, based upon the sales of chastity device, it is a high majority for men. Like, it's almost exclusively men that chastity devices are sold for. Which is interesting, right? Because that explains, that shows kind of the the more dominant key holder side of, of maybe, you know, other partners wanting to 
um, enforce this, you know, okay, you're going to be punished if you're, if you become aroused or if you get turned on without me giving you permission, which actually, um, after speaking with someone who's involved in a lot of chastity play, um, it, it seems like it's the permission and the, and again, the control of the thing more than the actual thing. That's, that's the appeal. The device so, enhances the, right. the scene. Yeah. No, uh, sweepingly of experiences that I've seen, and I don't know if you guys can corroborate this without any solid research, but overwhelmingly I have seen, um, men who enjoy being submissive to a female dominant. Mm -hmm. And a part of that would explain why the chastity belt is more popular with the one that keeps a penis flaccid Mm -hmm. rather than keeps a dick out. You were saying something, Sarah. Oh, I was just going to say, it does seem like it would take a an incredibly empowered woman to find chastity sexy just because of the fact that women's bodies already are on lockdown. I think it's a lot easier for you to fetishize something that is not like a a pressing issue in your everyday life. So for men, it probably seems more like something that's sexy for the bedroom, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's a role reversal. Right. You know, in your typical situation, just walking down the street, even though I have no male intent whatsoever, if I'm walking towards a girl, I'm kind of already the aggressor just because as a male, I'm this right. giant hulking thing that could very easily harm somebody. So the role reversal of the female is the one in charge. The man is bound up. He has to get permission to get turned exactly. on. Assuming, too, that this isn't like a heteronormative, right, and I hate even using that word heteronormative, but like sort of sort of relationship. Um, because a lot of this stuff goes into, you know, a lot of a lot of other communities as well. Um, so I think it's, I think it's interesting to see that there are so many devices made for, um, penises. Um, I was really surprised that that was, I thought there was going to be a lot of things for women and there are, there are things out there for women, but the majority like by a lot is, is, are made for penises. And most of them look painful, very painful. They look scary. Uh, Try to look at the stuff with an open mind and, uh, we'll get into products. Yeah. Well, well, I think a product is a pretty big part of it. Uh, the one I saw more than anything else was, uh, I think it was a cheaper device. I watched some stuff on Pornhub for this Mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, let me tell you, that was the least fun I've had on Pornhub in a while. Did you just, did it make you hurt? The idea of having a penis in like a cuff that causes it to, to bend into a U if it gets hard. That's just, I've never had a penis, and that hurts me oh, physically. It's a just a bit. bundle of nerves. I mean, that can't be happy times. I've seen <laughs> ones that are like pointy. Yeah, there's ones that will cut you a little bit, and then I read about a shock collar, which will on your on follow. the oh, a shock oh. collar. 20 inch rims. 20 inch rims <laughs> on the Impala. Oh uh, no, it'll induce a, an electric shock if it detects a penis getting hard. Wow. Yeah. How does it that do must that? Be what, complicated. If it missed, what if it misfires and you're just like wearing the you're thing just sitting out there and just being you're shocked. like, oh, my penis is on fire. That was what one of the stories on Wikipedia is there was some dude who got stuck. He lost the key. He had one of the little um, chastity belts for men and motherfucker like put the key in an envelope and lost it and he had to call 911 and they had to fucking Oh my god, yeah. Because I a lot of the dominance or the doms that I've heard of, the mistresses, were like, they're not even... They don't know the person personally. They know them through the mail. What if the key gets lost in the mail? It's like, they they send off the key to the mistress. She gets it. What if she doesn't get it, though? I've had packages lost in the mail plenty of times. That... Yeah. I don't want my package lost in the mail. <laughs> Your package. I like that. That was good. Um, Chris pointing at his penis. Um... I think that it's really funny. Like, also, the thing that gets me, I think, when I especially look when I look at the, some of these medieval-looking devices, is cleanliness. Like, that was if a, you can't take it off, and, like, peeing is important to do as well. That was the thing I saw, because there's, there's a, dis, a difference between chastity for, like, the night, mm-hmm. for, like, a few hours during, a, during sexy time, mm-hmm. and then a lot of this kink is chastity- for weeks. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like, that doesn't look hygienic. And fully restrictive. Like, it's covering every... It's like metal underwear well, in a lot of cases. a lot of the things I saw had a hole in the tip. Well, yeah, a lot of them do, but a, a lot of them don't, especially the ones for vaginas. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I put this down in my notes. Do you see is the that... Egg ones? That, like, yes. <laughs> this, is the, this is the long haul kink. 
Like, as far as BDSM goes, this is the one that can take up a long time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I didn't get to conduct an interview, but I, I had an old friend who was a, a dom um, and had a large network of submissive men. And a few of them would not be allowed to come. Mm-hmm. They, they were yeah, from out of state, and they would not be allowed to come. Now, I don't know if they were in chastity belts, per se, but do you have to have the belt to have the chastity? No, absolutely so, not. So right. she had all these men from out of state who were not allowed to come. Just abstaining. Right, without permission. Right, and, they have to ask first. And so they, they would call They would call her whether they need to masturbate or they were on, on a hookup. And, of something. course, nothing will happen if they don't, but they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they've surrendered their control. Right, and exactly. what's arousing is that their control has been surrendered. Yeah, that was that was the point that I I found out with talking with the person that I know that engages in a lot of this as well was um, the self control is more important to than than the like physical barriers. So like the the fact that they have to you know call or text or contact them to ask permission or send to, a raven. Like, yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> like can I you know, pleasure myself. Can I actually come? Can I do these things? And you have to wait for permission. And that kind of control is what is actually even more of a turn on than perhaps the actual uh, physical object of the chastity. Yeah. And I think the fact that you even want to wait can be sexy in itself a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Just, I, you know, care about this person's Mm -hmm. like opinion of me or whatever enough that I will wait for weeks mm-hmm. if that's what I have to do. Yeah. It's taken without, uh, without any hard research. Cause as we've mentioned before, it's hard to get solid statistics on anything related to a kink mm-hmm. because no one's doing hard research on this. Yes. That was a pun. Um, but, but I'm curious in how many instances of chastity is a toy involved mm-hmm. where I'm physically incapable versus I am merely practicing chastity. The idea of surrendering control is it. And I'm going about my normal life without having to have some contraption on me. Well, I'm really curious. Is that still considered chastity or is that just, I mean, is that a different term? I I always thought chastity was actually having a physical. I would say yes. If they're releasing control to someone else, I think they're one in the same. Cause Mm -hmm. if somebody else is controlling whether you can have sex or not, the, the literal, Explanation that I saw was uh, the key holder or chassis device where a dynamic can evolve, involve elements of dominance and submission and bondage where the wearer cannot remove the device or um, like experience sexual pleasure without the permission or unlocking device held by the dom. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, we're agreeing then. Yeah. Like I, cause there are other dark communities that practiced abstinence on the internet that are very dark. Right. But, uh... Oh. Oh. It took me a minute to get that one, but I got there. Okay. Sorry to... Keep talking. Uh, what? I just took me a minute to get where we were going. But, uh, I, I think that this is... This is releasing control to another person, not yourself being... Like, I think that's the main part of the chastity thing. Right. Yeah. I just didn't know if there would control. be a separate term for it when toys are not involved, but I guess right. we're saying that the, it is all one. I think, one I the think same. so. That's my opinion, though. I don't have... Because for me, whenever I think of chastity, there is always some kind of actual device involved. Yeah. I, I don't know what the term would be if it was device-free. And I guess just abstinence. Mm-hmm. Abstinence, control. abstinence control given to someone. But yeah. Again, this is stuff... It's, it's hard to find well, these Well, because by definition, chastity isn't giving control to someone else either, so... It just I don't means know, purity. It's just interesting. I mean, right. The word itself yeah. just means right. purity, yeah. and even some definitions of the word just mean abstaining from sex before marriage. Right. Abstinence and or chastity really are synonyms. Like, from, yeah, from yeah, outside yeah, the bedroom. From extramarital, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's it's hard to really find these these terms. And, and, you know, I think, I don't know if this has come up on the show yet, but, you know, there's no constitution on kinks. Even BDSM, which is, is long-ranging uh, or has a, has a long span, there's a lot of people, there's no consensus on what every single term means. Oh, sure. And you're we going definitely... to have splinters. And even if Fifty Shades gets as popular as it does, there's not going to be this strong consistency of what term means what. Yeah, and we do have this incessant need to categorize everything and be able to say this is chastity, this is right. this, and this is not. And Fifty Shades is... Fuck Fifty Shades. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not like it's not we do not endorse. We're talking about we here. do yeah. not endorse what Fifty Shades of Grey. It's not really BDSM. It's like yeah. she gets slapped it's a couple like times. Sexual abuse it's a little bit. It's sexual and, abuse, and, and, and it's very yeah. light BDSM. If you can even call it 
that. Well, if I know anything about Fifty Shades of Grey, it's about a woman who has a partner who's interested in BDSM, but then the entire books is her being like emotionally abused by someone in not a fun way whatsoever. But, but I don't know the story. There's kinky stories. sex scenes though. Well, she but wears a mask, it, and then right? occasionally there's like a little whip. No, it's not worth it. It's propagating <laughs> unrealistic expectations in a BDSM relationship that's unsafe and unconsensual. And I don't get me started. Um, let's talk about some some pop culture references. Perhaps? Yeah, I had one that I've been thinking of this entire week. Oh, do you want to go first? Because I have one that immediately popped into my head. Yes, uh, the Venture Brothers. Did anyone else watch that show? Has yes. Anyone, do you remember um, what is her name? She has a funny name that sounds like jacking off. Uh, Molotov cocktees. Not oh. Molotov cocktail. Not Molotov cocktail. Nice. Molotov cocktails. That's she's, a great she's drag a, name. That is really she cool. is one of the funnest cosplay people to go as. I imagine you see some really great pictures. She wears um, a late, like a latex bodysuit that has like it begins on her shoulders and then it goes to her midriff. So her entire middle chest is just exposed, and she wears a heart eye patch. And uh, the main character, debatably the main character of the show, has a long-standing relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And every so often, oh, Brock Samson, the main character. Brock Samson's one of the main characters. <laughs> he's one of the main characters. Debatably, he's played by Patrick Warburton, and he's one of the main characters okay. of the show. He's Brock. He's been the main character of several episodes. Yeah, she's a she's a Russian super spy. Yes, essentially, and uh, she wears a chastity belt. Where the the rim of it is chain, and then mm-hmm. the actual portion that covers her parts is this giant metal thing that has the communist symbol on. Yeah, and every oh, and every time yeah. her and Brock, because they're on opposite sides, get in a fight, it always ends with them about to bang, and then him getting frustrated because she has yes a chastity belt, and then uh, she finally leaves him for a twelve foot man named Monstroso, and while he's spying on her, she takes off the chastity belt and holds it in her hand. <laughs> Yeah, that's just what came to mind for me. That's that's hilarious. Um, the first thing I thought of when we decided to choose this as a topic for um, um, this episode, I immediately thought of the scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights um, yes. at the very end. Whenever you know you see, um, well, isn't it? A, it's a it's a running gag in that, yeah, isn't it? Like it where is. she, she's in a bath to, and yeah. she's got this thing on. Anyways, it's and it's, it's got like you need to find the key that unlocks it. Yeah. Mm. The, the man of your dreams, like your Prince Charming, basically is going to have this key to unlock it. And so it's just it's just really funny because it is like a recurring gag. And, of course, at one point, the, the bad guy, like, gets, like, a jackhammer and is trying to, like, pound through her, like, chastity belt that's, like, got Everlast on it. And yeah. That, I mean, that, it's absolutely hilarious. I thought that was Robin Hood at the end because they no. found out the key did not fit and he had to... No, I remember... The bad guy was, did it, yeah. too. I sent you a video. Okay, but, yeah, <laughs> but at the end you of the movie... You were given homework you and did. you did not watch it. But at the end of the movie, Robin Hood finds out his key does not fit, right? Right, right. which is which and is kind of they hilarious. They have to find other ways. They find other ways. I know there's another chastity belt reference somewhere, but I, that's one of those things that would show up in like a cartoon yeah. when I was a kid, and I wouldn't really understand it. Yeah. Because the idea of metal underwear, you don't really get what's sexually appealing about that at a mm-hmm. young age. I just think it's absolutely hilarious, and that was the first thing I thought of. So it seems to be like kind of a comical reference um, in popular culture, but... Of course, in terms of like you know the kink community, it's it's kind of its own little thing, and comes in. What do you know? Like what's propagated is, of course, like the metal metal panties for ladies. But what's more common is all of these, you know, cock cages for penises. So and it is interesting that in both of the cases that you guys talked about, it was uh, an instance of a woman in the iron underwear and a man who is frustrated because he is trying to penetrate through the underwear and he can't. Like it's not really being portrayed in the like consensual kink sense. Well, the character's name. I mean, name, a little more consensual. Her name. In, the character's name was Cocktease. But yeah. but even then, she's not. At least in the context of the show, she's not doing it for sexual gratification purposes. No. Mm-hmm. It, the only time it's displayed in that light is when it, uh, it's a man trying to get access to her, and he well, can't. What does that say about Hollywood's <laughs> depiction of of chastity on the screen? Well, the and old school, in general, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it would be pretty forward thinking to have chastity. I mean, not like I'd be offended by it. It's just it'd be really weird. Mm-hmm. It would be. Um, Way ahead of its time, if in Breaking Bad there had just been a segment where, like, Marie was into chastity as a sexual fetish. Like, fetishism has not found its way into popular culture yet. Mm -hmm. When it does, it's a little bit awkward. 
But that's why there are great examples of chastity in popular culture. But men can do it's it. A, no, can. But it's still interesting that we've decided there can be examples of chastity, but if it's in this context, then that's it's taboo and we can't talk about it anymore. Right. Well, it's, I mean, that goes perfect. There's an episode of South Park where you have people peeing on each other, yeah. but it's not in a fetish context. Right. The second you sexualize something, it becomes something else entirely. Sure. Uh, which does bring me to the next segment I had written down, which was uh, male, female, non-binary variants. Mm-hmm. Because it should be acknowledged that uh, I think everyone on the show might have a different definition of gender for themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, BDSM is active in, in all sorts of uh, LGBTQ communities. And finally, that leads me to the point of we have not really been discussing enough of the... Uh, we have not been discussing enough of the female submissive to male dominant or female to female mm-hmm. point is a female chastity belt in a kink sense. Right. Um, did anyone do find, turn up anything in their research about a female submissive? Yeah. I mean, my, uh, I have a good friend who is a sex worker and that's in her personal life. That's her favorite, favorite kink. She loves to talk about it. She's a huge advocate for it, but she, yeah, she f- finds it really empowering to just walk around in LA where she lives with a cage on her vagina, just knowing that that shit is on lock for her and only herself. And she'll mm-hmm. take the key out of her pocket when she's damn well ready to. So it's, it's a self chastity. Yeah, yeah. She has the key on herself. Yeah. And then, of course, she uses, like, the built-up sexual energy from doing that with her partner, um, and they play that play with that in their relationship as well. But, yeah, for her, it is very much just an empowering. It's a little secret with herself. Is it anti—does it prevent masturbation as well? No, I don't okay. think so. And then I have maybe, to- maybe for, you know, for abstinence, for— edging purposes i have to ask because i don't have a vagina i can understand how you can pee out of a penis cage i have trouble understanding how you can pee out of a vagina cage there's a little flap on the bottom like a um like a onesie okay so a dick couldn't get through but urine could get out right okay i actually i don't remember what it's from but i do remember seeing in pop culture a female chastity belt that had an opening it was a slit but it had like hooks I think that was SpongeBob yeah. SquarePants. Some of them have teeth. <laughs> yeah, it was, some of them it was have SpongeBob. teeth over over that particular opening. Well, it and was I think it's because if you point. tried to put a finger in there yeah. to pleasure yourself or someone else to pleasure, you know, the you clit, would cut then, yourself. Yeah, yeah, you would cut your finger open. Well, that gets to the uh, the area of uh, anti rape devices, right. which is like a small piece of PVC pipe you put in your vagina, where if there's anything external that comes in, it just gets razor blades. No, I believe you're right, Tommy. I, I remember Sandy wearing that. Sandy's vagina yeah. than Tommy. Of SpongeBob gets really, really weird. Uh, don't go see the movies. Those are uh, those are R-rated for a reason. <laughs> for bad writing. <laughs> very David fun. Hasselhoff. Explore a lot of sexual ideas, though. Very, very fun. No, but I, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, and uh, I'm articulating articulating an idea, and I hope it doesn't come off as offensive, but. It is interesting. I, I understand better the idea of a man surrendering control to a woman as a role reversal. Mm-hmm. It's more difficult for me to understand the sexual pleasure of a woman increasing the control a man has over her. And I was talking about this with my partner this week um, about whether or not this was something that like we would be interested in trying. And I just really feel like I, as a gay woman, feel really uncomfortable with asserting that kind of dominance over another person's body in a non-sexual sense like in the bedroom i can play i feel comfortable playing around with abstinence but like outside of my home that's where i no longer feel comfortable with having like a lockdown on another person so i would be interested to see like to hear from a lesbian couple who feel differently than i do yeah well i think a big part of um of this kink that that would be hard to get into it is the long haul sense of I mean, I would not call myself a trisexual. I probably wouldn't call myself that for a second. But there's a lot of stuff you convinced me to try. Uh, with that said, I, I would never want to try this because oh. the trisexual. You try things, okay. you never heard that? No, I've never heard that. Oh, it doesn't mean three genders. It means oh, yeah. three Flex- Flexitarian. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> i got to write that one down. Um, no, but uh, I can understand trying a lot of different things in the bedroom. And one of the things that makes me personally uncomfortable, and there's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. it's just something I wouldn't be interested in, is that this leaves the bedroom and right. goes with you in exactly. daily life. Yeah, that's... 
And I, I don't like that. I, I think that the bedroom is a special place for, for me personally. Again, I'm not trying to kink shame people who yeah. this is their lifestyle. It, it's very unique that this is something they carry with them while sitting at Christmas dinner, while mm-hmm. sitting at their at their workplace, while going to the gym. That's and what makes it sexy. Though. And of course, that well, is what makes it sexy. Like for, as for someone them. who has taken things out of the bedroom, like it, there's there's so much like I don't know enjoyment that comes from knowing. Oh my God, I'm sitting next to my grandmother right now. With a dildo strapped into my panties, See, <laughs> like <laughs> vibrating on demand because somebody's on their phone pushing a button that's vibrating inside of me. Hold right up. Now. And you that's know, now that thing. you mention that, it's I sexy. have tried things like that, yeah. and I did enjoy them. So I guess I'm not completely opposed to things leaving the bedroom. There you go. <laughs> it's sexy but and those, it's hot. Those are also a lot about engaging arousal. This is stopping arousal, at least that's in the male sense. In the male sense, I. Don't know if there's a way beside, or I don't know if there's a way to just completely stop female arousal, but in the male sense, this is putting a halt on arousal physically. Those are two entirely different things. They have some, they have some chastity belts for women that literally have a dildo in them, but they don't vibrate. So it's not, it's it's not so much uh, trying to arouse somebody as not let anything else in. They have butt plug variants as well. Yeah. Like there's one that actually looks very much like um, a dildo with like an egg shape towards the end that you can Mm -hmm. wrench open and expand Mm -hmm. so that it cannot, it doesn't come out very easily. I mean, I guess it could come out if you like really stretch that. Oh, you just said that. But I would not, I would not (laughs) do that. There's a point you said earlier though that I really want to ask about. You could have a chastity belt that's hooked up to someone's cell phone, their cellular device, yes. their AT&T, Verizon, or Sprint device, and yeah. they could have an app that causes it to go off. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. push it. Okay, that's like, kind of hot. Yeah, like, can, I, yeah, yeah. it is kind They hot. have vibrating panties. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. but the idea is it's hooked up to a phone. I guess, like, I'm yeah, just an old man. That's you like, might be sending a text message, like a or are you playing with your girlfriend? Have you never seen ha. those? Like, those are, like, legit things. Like, you have remote control vibrating panties where someone else is in control. Yeah. Or if you play music on your phone... It goes bzz, 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 to the beat to of your music. Beat. It makes your stakes really a lot more fun when you're playing Truth or Dare or anything else like that. Okay. Or you're just in the office and your boyfriend is just like, gotta, time to turn that up. You gotta be a little bit of an exhibitionist, but like a, a private exhibitionist? Is yeah. that a thing? It's a good um, way to kind of explore that. Yeah, especially somewhere. especially if you're at work and your person, other partner, knows that you're at work or you're engaged in like a meeting or something. Yeah, and they or just, and they just kind of like, it's kind of like a nudge. Like, yeah, that actually sounds really nice for a long distance yeah. relationship. Yeah. So it's kind of like a nudge to let you know, like, hey, like, I'm in control. I'm thinking about you. I'm going to push this button and yeah. remind you. Your asshole belongs to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. Thinking so, but you. that's also not chastity per se. No. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's but not it's another but, example um, of kink leaving the bedroom. Yeah. But it allows somebody else to hold the key to the submissive sexual release. So, which is which is the essence of, of this particular which is, Because along with someone deciding when you cannot come... There's also the aspect of someone deciding when you do. Well, because the whole point and of this is, is the release. Is yeah. There's all this build-up to when you finally can come, you you have bonkers come. Which is similar to last week's uh, tantric sex and edging. Yeah. yeah. Right, I've oh, been yeah. thinking this whole time, this is kind of tantric yoga's kinky sister. Well, but like, sister. it's wearing black latex and has a whip. Right, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it is, you've been talking about long-haul kinks, and, and that kind of is the long-haul kink as well. It's a discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I'm surprised by is, it, I, I, I'm bringing us into a, another section here called Major Misconceptions. Sure. And, and I think there there is a major misconception about BDSM in the sense that it is a loose non-monogamous mm-hmm. um, non-monogamous sexual activity. But I think chastity, even more so than other facets of BDSM, is very couple-based. It doesn't always have to be, of course, but it's very much an activity that is healthy to be engaged in by a couple that's very monogamous and committed to one another. See, it's, it's kind of lovely in a way. From what I saw, what, from what I saw, it was a lot of a mistress with their submissive and I'm talking about like a paid mistress mm-hmm. or someone who does that and is a mistress to multiple people. Not so it's not a monogamous relationship. It might be for the guy or for the submissive. Well, and let's also the, not make it seem like monogamous equates to romantic and special. True. 
Yeah, well, that's my mistake. Or that monogamous is like closed. You can be married but still open to other partners and play playmates. Sure, I, I guess I would go with there is the misconception that BDSM is entirely open mm-hmm. and there are not uh, closed relationships, married relationships, or just relationships that are entirely like formed relationships. Yes. Yeah, and and I think chastity could fit very well mm-hmm. into a, a special place within a monogamous relationship. Right. I, I guess that is my point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. Um, and we, we've already kind of, you know, clarified the, the misconception that chastity is abstinence as well. So that was kind of a misconception I had going into so it So technically, well. if you hate kink cast because you think all forms of sex are wrong, except for when it's a boy and a girl and Jesus, um, and you're practicing chastity. Yeah, so you're right engaged now. in BDSM with Jesus. Give us a review. <laughs> the thing we hate the most is five stars. So go ahead and do that. <laughs> Really yeah. make us angry. Yeah. Uh, I do have us on our next section here, uh, the psychology. I actually spent, because, again, there's not a lot of hard data out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's mostly speculation, if not entirely speculation. But what do you think is is the psychological roots or the um, origin point for someone who eventually finds themselves aroused by this kink? I I found that a lot of time, or uh, from some of the interviews that I've read from mistresses, that it's about like breaking down uh, defenses. Like the longer someone is abstinent and under your control, the more willing you're they will be to do what you ask. It's about vulnerability. Right. Yeah, I mean, as we found with most kinks, it's nakedness is one thing. Can you find a further naked? Can you get more naked than naked? Right. And I, I think chastity points to them. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that was actually one of the things because she kept going further and further into detail about it and how they're more suggestible, so more malleable. And I found that kind of disturbing because it was like, this kind of makes me think of like Stockholm syndrome where like someone is completely under your control, at least sexually. And then therefore they are more willing to do stuff. And eventually they come to you more often. I was like, that seems kind of strange. Like, but you're surrendering that control. It's not you, being taken away. You are at first, but the way she was describing it was very much like they're doing stuff that they weren't willing to do. It does seem like it could have the potential to become manipulative, but again, then when we get into that territory, we're no longer really talking about kink. We're talking about abuse. Right. So, right. right. <clears throat> it's well, all within, within a consensual kind of uh, arrangement, I guess. Well, I guess that's worth mentioning is that chastity, we've been talking about it as, as a very lovely thing, which I, I think it is. Honestly, I, I've come to find it as charming, not something for me, but something I understand. But in an abusive relationship, it could become something very toxic very quickly. Right. Because once you take out that area of consent or comfort, um, it's a pretty fucked up thing to do to another person without yeah, their full consent. Because even if it starts with consent, if one person decides... Or if the dom decides they no longer want to release consent, then mm-hmm. the uh, the right. submissive has no mm-hmm. way They're to stuck. go about that and let and step like going to the hospital. <laughs> and it's crucial Always to mention keep an extra key. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. But that kind of defeats the purpose of it. That or that completely yeah. defeats the purpose yeah, of it. it. Totally it could be a secret key. They don't have to know. It's crucial to mention because I don't feel like we have that a extremely important component to any kind of BDSM play is aftercare. Mm-hmm. So just making yeah. sure that you are going back with your partner after any kind of uh, potentially stressful encounter like this and talking about what you did feel comfortable with, what you would rather not happen again. You know, always making sure you have your safe word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that safe way- word is... What I was finding is that safe word is extremely important right. for chastity. Play. Always, like, always. Uh, one of the interviews I read, she would like men would ask like, "I want to have this removed," but they weren't saying the safe word. Right. So she would be like, "No, you know, no." And she would. She even said that she would like mock them, and, and that that was whole a whole part of the play mm-hmm. is that she would you know antagonize them, mock them, make fun of them. Whatever, but they're not saying. The but they're not because saying because a part of play is also begging for it to be removed. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't have to keep specifying. It's not a thing for me. I've, I've said that enough. 
But I, I can see the idea of if you've surrendered your control, how it would be kind of fun to throw a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, that does sound fun because now you have the safe word, so you've allowed the word no to come into play. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a huge part of BDSM as a whole that needs to be discussed. The egging on. Right, yes. being a bratty yeah. submissive is yes. a whole yes. category of play. Is yes. now you get to use the word no. And you've right. taken away, you kind of taken away the true meaning of that word. Right. And you get to fuck with it because now eggplant is the word. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Now eggplant <laughs> means no. But there's also uh, traffic lights is another thing where it's like, essentially you have a midway term. Right, and that's you why have, that communication is so important. Yeah, you have a, that. instead of just a complete safe word, a complete red light stop, you have like, a yellow light, yeah. like I'm not feeling so. Like let's Jack Torrance is Lighter. my re- Jack Torrance is my safe word, and like when I say Wendy Torrance, it means like can we stop and talk about this? Just like yeah. don't hit me there quite so hard, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Or or, or you're at my limit. Yeah. I like it. Keep it there, but yeah. do not proceed yeah. further. But you got to talk ahead of time about yeah. what that is going to mean yeah. and what that's going to look like. Establishing safe boundaries. I think that brings us to my favorite part of the episode, which is where Dana becomes Data, and she goes over the product she's found this week. Product corner. Yeah. Um, Which Data is she? I don't... Goonies. Yeah. Data from Goonies. That's the only one that I'd be willing to accept. Uh, Data from Star Trek is one of my crushes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Obviously the better Data. No, Data from Goonies is pretty great. Data from Star Trek knows things. No way I'm going to bring you in on this one because you've you just been sitting there quietly. I felt bad for you. W- who's the best Data? Who's the sexiest Data? One's um, a child, so actually. <laughs> yeah, that's so not that one. wrong answer. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer for you and say it's the Data from Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> let's not forget that that young Goonies Data has a giant fist that pops out of his chest. That is true. Like and is an adult and is, now. That's pretty yeah, funny. and now he's an adult. Yeah, he's an adult <laughs> and he's still a child. With I'm sure there's <laughs> another character named Data in something. I might also mention that this reminded me of the original nickname that you gave me. There um, is no Data, only Zool. Only Zool, because Zool was the gatekeeper, and there was also a keyholder yeah. in that movie. Am oh, I right? Yeah, there was that a keymaster. That was a keymaster. Ghostbusters was sexual as I fuck. Yes. Keymaster. Yes, I bet there was a bunch of 14-year-olds who saw Ghostbusters in theaters, and they developed some like serious BDSM stuff. Because when Bill Murray <laughs> is going over there, and he's being all witty and smart. Uh-huh. And, you mean all rapey? And all rapey. <laughs> and uh, Dana is uh, fucking all in floating out of the demons bed. Yeah. and floating yeah. up. He was not rapey. He made the right choice in the end. He made the right choice, but you can make the very, right choice and be rapey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just made he me was, laugh because uh, that was one of the first nicknames you gave me. And there's and, a gatekeeper. And there's a gatekeeper yeah. and and a keymaster. So, but um, uh, so in in my kinky shopping cart this week, I have found all kinds of chastity prizes. I'm sure all of you found. There's when cop you pages. looked up chastity uh-huh. belts. How many pages were there? Oh. 100 plus? Lots. Lots and lots and lots. Like, it just goes on and on, especially with um, specifically the cock cages. That was one of the biggest ones in all types of variations and, and types. Mean, the silicone, <laughs> silicone, metal. And what cracks me up is I was really hoping to see some that have like actual padlocks on them. A lot of them do. Yeah. I was like, oh, surely they have like some other way to just lock this without like, no, they fucking have padlocks. They have like, I mean, little paddle, yeah. padlocks on it. And it makes me really happy because I was like, it's not really a chastity product unless it locks. See, and that made it, that made me very happy to see that. Also, some of them have um, been upgraded and have electrodes on them, which I was impressed by um, because then you can deliver, you know, vibrations or shocks. Um yeah. To See, the wearer. What I actually read is that you only want the metal ones if it's for the night. Mm-hmm. You want like the silicone ones for long term because right. mm-hmm. the metal ones are much harder to clean and cause a lot more irritation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That they can cause like injury just on a day to day basis, whereas the silicone ones are easier to clean. They're clear mm-hmm. most of the time. And. Or fun colors. Yeah. And they don't like cause irritation just by rubbing up against you all day. Right. Right. Um, but still will keep you from yeah, you know, doing it. Doing Unless like there's that. electrodes on there to like electrocute you. And then they can, yeah. can cause irritation. Yeah. Um, and then there's also one in particular I found that was kind of interesting. That was a male chastity device consisting of five metal rings. Um, one goes around like, you know, the testicle area and then also works its way up all the way to the head of the penis. Mm-hmm. And it's literally called the gates of hell. Isn't that what uh, Caecilius was put in in Doctor Strange? <laughs> I don't know, 
but that's what this one was no, called. No, it's, 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 it's like the Olympic rings, <laughs> mm-hmm. and if you get hard, it bends it backwards. <gasps> right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I, think you're yeah. Right. I saw a picture of someone yeah. who had gotten hard in one of those things, and oh. it did not look like yeah. a good time. Yeah. That's definitely what Doctor Strange put Caecilius. I don't think so. I don't think that if you looked at a picture of his ass, it looked like he had a tail. His tail was his penis because it was being bent backwards. Mm. Ooh, that's a long penis. Uh, it was not, not a picture I enjoyed looking at. I yeah. read a story. The world record was broken for the largest penis this last week. Really? Wow. I thought it was that dude who wouldn't do porn. He was like an actor, but he only wanted to be that's like... That's the radio up. host. There's a guy in uh, Colleen, Texas that is 19.1 inches. You've got the biggest dick in the world and you're on a radio show? How Come far on. is Colleen? Nineteen point one inches. Okay. <laughs> he, he probably doesn't <laughs> go around the corner. It's probably <laughs> yeah, it's about three it's hours. Probably just saying it out. <laughs> Did it just knock on my door? <laughs> yeah. However far you think it is, subtract nineteen inches from it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So where was I? Okay, I was talking about. <laughs> you just had to bring that one up. <laughs> Sorry, it slipped my mind. Um. Uh, also, some of these cock cages um, have a urethral tube, so it actually has an insertable that goes uh, into the penis. I'm and, sex positive. Uh, <laughs> I am sex positive, but anything involving sounding just yeah. really just makes me upset. It 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 looked pretty bad. The pictures have like this large thing going all the way. I don't, you know, Oof. I don't know. Um, there I you mean, go. I guess there's nerves there, so I guess I can understand. I mean, but... whatever. Yeah, it's it's got a tube, yeah. so it still functions. As long as you're being safe. Thing in there. Um, also, there's a stain for 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 vaginas. There's uh, stainless steel full belts that look like a thong. So it kind of does have the thing, but it's um, they've got adjustable leather straps on the sides uh, that also okay. lock. So I guess it's removable, but it's also like the full metal. Like knock knock knock, you can knock on you, and it's it's metal. I, that's what I would want if I was gonna wear a chastity belt. I'd have to be able to like knock 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 because that's that's hilarious. <laughs> you, you just dramatic. need like a knocker, like with a whole dragon face. <laughs> yeah, I would totally <laughs> like wear the, door that. the lion's den, and then I would just go like this. <laughs> yeah. so I could knock myself the whole time. Yeah, know. but no, Anyways. if you're gonna, oh Jesus, <laughs> and you just hip thrust and yeah, you're no, like, knock knock knock. If you're gonna have one, oh, <laughs> you might as well. Level that's theatrical. Right. So I imagine all the ones you found were costume pieces as well. Oh no! Actually, I just looked at the ones that were that were like oh. being used. Like okay. this is this is like the the. I think I looked at the top fifty chastity devices. Like it was a it was somebody else had done a lot of research to pick out the best ones and the best sellers and also um, the most exotic as well. So this is something that comes to mind. Did you find anything that is like it's a chastity belt that attaches to a person and then you also have the option of. Uh, attaching the chastity belt to something as a form of bondage of restricting oh, oh, like yeah. a leash? Oh, yeah. Like a leash? Like a cock leash? I was thinking of like tying someone to a radiator or a pole. Not like I... Yeah, yeah, you know, I've said it enough. I imagine um, a cock leash would be sexy. A cock leash. <laughs> well, there's, Just you get can guided attach, around you can by attach, the dick, yeah? <laughs> you can attach a chain and a padlock to anything. But yes, there True. were some that did have big metal uh, D-rings and links and things like that on them um, so that you could attach things to them. There's even one that attaches to, like, a, a vibrator massager wand. Because I feel like that, that goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, the classic BDSM idea of being cuffed to the bed mm-hmm. is, well, you already have handcuffs, and now you have a cock cage, so you might as well cuff the cock cage to something. And now- oh, yeah. Well, and that's another... I was going to say that's another great way that you can kind of explore chastity without necessarily investing in all of these fancy gadgets is yeah. trying things like just tying your partner to the bed and kind of edging them while they're in a position where their hands won't reach. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the BDSM, like, introductory. Right. Like a blindfold and being tied to the bed is the like, hey, is this a, is this a pathway you want to go down? Is this something you want in your life? <laughs> that's the starter pack you can buy. It also comes with a feather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some fluffy handcuffs. <laughs> some fluffy handcuffs. Usually pink. They don't even need a key (laughs) because you can just break them right off. Um, I also found what's called a confinement jock strap which looked pretty cool. Um, It was basically like you know, a a jock strap but it also had like um, a butt plug attached to it. So you couldn't take it off but it would attach into your your jock strap or you could also um, it also came with like a silicone one that was not removable except with a key and padlock. So it was front and back? Uh-huh. Yeah, it had like a cock cage in the front, but it also had an additional thing that you could add into it that was a butt plug. I wonder for male on male relationships if you could have a strictly butt plug chastity belt. 
Yeah, because you can get the egg thing that expands. I guess that would work just fine. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. fun. That's cute. Um, and then there's also... Um, cute. That's cute. This is this is kind of interesting as well. The leather chastity harness belts, like you mentioned, and then there's ball stretchers um, with a yep, lock. Yeah, I saw that one. That and did, that, yeah. is, that is a thing, too. So, like, literally will keep you from... I guess. I like the noise that Chris made. The noise that Chris made should be the description for a ball stretcher as you just click on like a... But then ball torture is also kind of its own category of BDSM as well. Yeah, people like getting their balls stomped on. Um, And then, of course, I think my favorite, and I've been flashing around this picture for the last week, um, only because I'm absolutely not sure how this works because I I am not um, in in possession of a penis of my own, Um, but that is the XR Brands, the Twisted Penis Chastity. I will describe Uh, it vividly for the audience. Yeah, please describe Mm -hmm. that. Oh, man. Have you not seen it? No, I I saw it earlier. It looks like a handcuff. It looks like handcuffs around a dick. But Except the dick is being bent backwards. And the handcuffs are just one link. two. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the base of the dick is one hand, and the head of the dick is another hand, and they're handcuffed together. So I want you to imagine a font. A I want you to imagine a font, and it's made entirely of dicks. It's folded in half. And so, yeah, the dick is making a U. Yeah, and Where a dick I should, like- should, uh, should is a relative word here, but a dick should always be making like a crooked eye. You're a dick <laughs> is making a U. Yeah, I feel like you, you would pee J? yourself. You would pee yourself. <laughs> it's a crooked eye. Am I right? Like you would pee yourself. You would pee onto your own. At uh, least a little bit. Tough. You would squish out a little bit. It'd be like when well, you roll up the end of the one. toothpaste. That's one that's presumably for nightly instead. Yes, of Entirely side is, question. Yeah. Is is the crotch the area of like where there's no sexual organ, male or female? No, I think the crotch is everything. Crotch is between the legs. Oh, right. yeah. oh touch tough here right there. <laughs> uh, the groin. Show me where my crotch so is. what is what is I guess just like the pubic area? What, what is the name of the, the tuft that is not not sexual organ but it's where That's it's your sexual. pubic bone. That's like, a bone? Uh, well, but what's the tuft of flesh called? Your pubic map area. It's where the... Oh, no, he's yes, no. <laughs> I've always been heard to, to it referred as, like, the mound. Okay. Oh, pubic okay. mound. Yes, so. The yeah. lap. No, that's your... No, that's, that's, your, that's your, not your lap. That's your legs. <laughs> the upper thighs. Lap lower. just has a whole new meaning. <laughs> hey, the lower, this is lower the non-sexual. Yeah. I want to call it the diamond. area. But that's just neither here nor there. I'm just plate. curious about the name. Home heard- plate, home base. <laughs> Pubic area. Oh, it's the bunny trail, right? But yeah, it was, you would, if you had on that chastity device, you would pee all over your pubic area. Your, your home base. <laughs> your home base. On that. Whatever that's called, you're going to pee all over it. <laughs> if you had on that chastity device, you might be doing damage to your organ. Also that, yeah. I don't so know, I think that brings bad. us to the question that we end every episode with. Oh, yes. Yeah. Where does it fall on the FDI, which is the fetish danger index? And the further we get in the show, I've said it every episode, I don't like the word fetish. The word fetish sounds like it should be for... Bad, nasty things, and the word kink is fun. I'm mm-hmm. fine with the word fetish. I like it. I mean... Reclaim I, fetish. Reclaim fetish, hashtag, hashtag. Without fetish, mm-hmm. it would foot would have no alliteration. It'd be foot kink. That doesn't sound fun. Foot, foot kink fetish. just does not roll off the tongue at Yeah, all. foot fetish yeah. rolls off. And you need to roll off the tongue because you'll be licking a lot of feet. I can't think of a good kink that starts with K. Cassidy. <gasps> I don't know. We were talking about. We were talking about earlier about. (laughs) We were talking earlier about like jelly beans, and I was like, I bet there's a candy kink out there. Oh yeah, just like a stuffing kink in general. Also, like feeding candy. The candy aesthetic that like Katy Perry did with like whipped cream on the boobies. Where you're rolling around in jelly beans, bright pinks and bright purples. Like she did invent that. That that was her first. No one else. No one else did that first. No, but uh, (laughs) where would you put this on the FDI? Fetish danger index. On on the FDI, I would give it probably a two and a half. And that's only because um, keys get lost in the mail. And oh my God, please don't put your penis in something that looks like the thing that I just mentioned. Yes. Because I don't have a penis, penis but I respect penises. And please don't do that to yourself. If you put your penis in that, I think this would be like a four or five. Because I'm 90% sure that's going to cause irreparable damage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give it give it a two for the same reason. Um, I think there is a lot of uh, margin for error if you use some of the devices that go along with it. Um, obviously, if you're participating in these kinks, it's because you're a consenting adult and you know the risks. But uh, yeah, that makes me a little nervous. It feels like that's an important part of your body you shouldn't play with. And also, it does feel like there is a tiny bit of uh, opportunity for this to be 
you know, to potentially evolve into something a little bit less benign uh, if you're not very careful and communicative. So I just urge you all to be careful and wary of that in all aspects of your life. Yeah, I, I think that part of the FDI is that you really shouldn't stop doing things entirely or really worry about stopping until you get to four or five. And that's why I think we'd even give this a three. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not a three as if to say, like, I discourage this or you should seek therapy. It's a three as in this deserves a lot of caution. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like water skiing or... Um, not for amateurs. It's not a beginner camp. Yeah, this, this, I would say that there's enough, especially when the toys are involved, that this is a kink that really needs to be respected. Mm-hmm. It's fun. There's cute elements to it. There's even innocent elements to it. But I, I think you really need to pay attention to what you're doing. You have to have a lot of uh, safety in place. You have to have a lot of communication in place because, you know, any, any, uh, I almost said something I shouldn't have said because that's, I don't <coughs> want to say that. Any, uh, misstep could result in something very negative happening. So this needs to be respected. I, I agree with Tommy. I would put this at like a three, uh, mostly because if you are, not educated when getting into this kink and you do use metal for long term it's like highly not like not recommended it's very dangerous yeah can cause infections and stuff and then uh what i was saying earlier and what we've reiterated is that uh in the interview i read she was like they i could get them to do things that they were not willing to do when we started and i was like when you're manipulating or forcing someone to do something that they're not willing to do because you now have control over them. That seems kind of dangerous. Like you need to have someone that you completely trust with you on this. But that speaks to BDSM as a whole of, I mean, I think most facets of BDSM, except for the very innocent stuff would end up getting a three because the danger doesn't necessarily come from, um, the other person, the person you're trying to control too, it comes to having enough of a dialogue with yourself to be able to say, these are my boundaries. This is where I should stop and not letting manipulation in. If you do happen to have a Dom who is uh, not going to respect you, mm-hmm. um, well, BDSM but- is inherently dangerous. Mm-hmm. It is. However, I will advocate for, um, uh, symbolic, <clears throat> or like permission sort of, um, chastity play. Right. Yeah. I think that is super fun. Um, and having to ask for permission or, or being forced, forcing somebody else who has given me permission to, uh, dominate them and having them have to ask me for permission to pleasure themselves or to, um, get that sexual release is incredibly powerful. And it's a lot of fun. It's something that I think that can be handled very safely. So while, you know, on the show, I feel like we discourage a lot of things where like we talk about some of the dangers and things like that, but I think that, um, I'd like to advocate for for that kind of that kind of chastity play because I feel like that can make things really sexy and a lot of fun as long as again it's with somebody safe. But then there is also like something symbolic about taking it to another level when you hand someone physical control. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just something you have to play around with and, yeah. and see what you feel comfortable with in your own sex life and definitely not something you should dive into head first. Sure. It's something you should play around with first right. before you start sticking your dicks and. Yeah, read, a, read the directions on your toys, and I think this is a rule we haven't introduced yet, but I think this is like this should be one of the Ten Commandments of our show. Buy high-quality toys. If you're going to be interested in a dangerous kink, find out who the best manufacturer is. Do your research. Save your money. Do your research. Don't try and save 50 bucks on a thing that you're going to wrap around your dick. Or your vagina. Or stick up your butt or yeah, whatever like, else. Let the pie cool yeah. before you stick your penis in. Yes. <laughs> don't don't go to the bargain uh, the bargain bin. Yeah. Make sure your condoms aren't expired. This is, um, this is my this is my DIY. Don't open them with your teeth either, even though it looks real hot. Yeah. <laughs> you have a second one ready. They never you taste. You tear good. one open with your teeth so it's sexy, and then you have a second one ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is my DIY is cock cage. Condom. It's a mouse trap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can oh, oh. <laughs> I've seen a mouse trap tear a mouse apart. It would tear a cock right into. Oh, oh my no! <laughs> I just read a story today about a guy who uh, thought someone was stealing his mail, so he put a mouse trap in his mailbox oh. and then put the flag up and did not tell the mailman. <laughs> <gasps> 
Oh, no. Well, did the mailman go mail first or finger first? Uh, Or did he go dick first? Well, no, the flag was up, so (laughs) gotta reach in and grab the mail. Hand first? Yeah, hand first. She was was fine. She just got, like, bruised. But uh, the sad thing was, she had just gotten over her hand being broken (laughs) previously. So. Yeah. What is it? One of the Jackass movies where they put their dick into a mousetrap? Yeah. Yeah. They did it in a mousetrap? No, they did it in a snake. It was a snake. It was a snake. But, you know, that snakes are a whole other episode we'd love to do. <laughs> uh, I think that finishes it for today. It does. Our post amble, as always, is that we really want to hear from you guys. Stickers. Also, we need to plug this awesome company that's providing us with some um, uh, amazing promotional yeah, materials. I heard about this. I don't know their name yet. And I, yeah. want, I want to write it on my forehead. Um, it is Denton County Sticker <coughs> Company. Denton County Sticker um, Company, you rock. Our first ever real sponsor. Yeah. We're not even out yet. They I know. sponsor all of us, uh, all of all of our related podcasts. What's our, what's our uh, brand thrilled. name now? Um, we are officially called um, Ex Vivo Media. Woo! We have a name now. We Ex fought Vivo for a Media. Week. So, um, yeah, after much deliberation, um, check out one of our sister podcasts. And uh, Ex Vivo is a giant supporter, and we love Denton County Sticker Company. Yes, we do. Okay, that can be said officially. With that, I uh, again, these are our first few episodes, so we don't have mail yet. We don't have the stuff in place. We really want to end every episode with a Q&A from our fans. Mm-hmm. You can send us a little thing about your kink. We'll talk to you about it. We'll say if it's healthy or not. You can even ask us questions because now we're, you know, you've been spending so many hours on the road. You're going to know us so well. You're probably curious about our lives. We'll answer those too. <laughs> uh, if you want to ask us a question, if you want to send us something. Reach like out. a jerky or a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog as a toilet. Jerky. <laughs> Just can for we, the jerk fun? Is that what you're going for? Can we post a picture of, of Sonic? Shadow? Yeah, I think of we Shadow should. and Sonic morph together into one toilet. Yeah. toilet. I just want to yeah. see a picture of Shadow. Like, look through your childhood drawing. Do you not know what Shadow looks like? I'm oh, sorry. are you talking about I'm shades? Talking, shades? Shades. I'm sorry, Shades. Yeah, I uh, I might be able to find a picture of Shades the Raccoon. If not, I remember how to draw. Yeah, you can yes. draw it's from just, memory. It's just Jordy LaForge plus Electric Shock. Oh, as, a as a raccoon. As a raccoon. I want to see it. I think our viewers need to see it. Oh, and he already has the mask. Yeah, that that's that's yeah, clever. Yeah, You're a clever little boy. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it PG for our Facebook. Page. Yeah, well, no, keep it keep it NC seventeen. We have fun here. Yeah, how yeah. how can they contact us if they want to? They can contact us. Um, you can reach us um, at Kinkcast Podcast on Facebook and also um, the same way on uh, Twitter. Okay, beautiful. Uh, please let us know what you would want us to do an episode about next week. We'll be doing an episode on tentacle porn and a subset of it called consentacle we'll let you marinate on that for a week and uh, this is Tommy signing off Uh, this is Dana signing off Uh, this is Sarah signing off I'm still Chris (laughs) bye Chris I'll see you tomorrow for our sister (laughs) podcast